Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. Wrapping up today, our series called Blueprints. We've been spotlighting uh, ministries along the way. I just want to take us back a few weeks just to remind you where we've been. So we started, we're walking through this word care. How and why the river cares. C is care. (laughs) Not creative. Care. And Tammy and her great team, they follow up. If you are a guest and you fill out a connection card, you take that to our welcome center out here. They have a welcome bag with incredible abundance of, of love and, and gifts. And it's, it's a kindness that they show that we as a church want to show to you. We care, not just that, but then they follow up when somebody says they have a need. If somebody fills out a prayer request and they say we have a need, yes, the staff and elders, others pray for you. But also Tammy and her team, they go and they tangibly meet needs. Now I love it. Act. Week two, we spotlighted student and kids ministry. And we said, now is the time. We have to act like there is no tomorrow. <coughs> and so we invest in our children. I'm so sorry. You have a bottle of water down there? But the amazing ministries we have for our kids and our students where, where they just... Um, Thank you, babe. Thank you, babe. (laughs) I see your effort. So thankful for you. We we have to invest in our children and our students like there is no tomorrow because the reality is the culture and the world they live in does not want them to live to see tomorrow. So they assault them with options, opportunities, where God steps in through you, through us, through people who love Jesus, and we say, no one's going to hurt you, not on our watch. And so we act like there is no tomorrow. And then last week, we, Tori shared with us about how we want to reach our community and our world, and we do everything possible just to get the Word, the Gospel, the saving glory, knowledge, hope of Jesus into our world. And He's using you, the river, in a powerful way. This is fun. This is good. And so as we wrap up Blueprints, I want us to talk a little bit about the experience. And, and this, is, this is not so much a, um, a sales pitch, but I do want you to hear this. Not me drinking water. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear that there is a place for you to connect and be a part of the life-giving, hope-sharing, Jesus-centered, gospel-driven 
ministries that we do as a part of our church. We do not just do programs so that we can check church boxes off. We don't have life groups where we want to create an environment for you to find community with the body. We don't just do that because other churches do it. We don't just have men's and women's ministries because it's the right thing to do. We don't have praying ministry and and speak words of life into other people because it feels good and churchy. We do these things because we want you to experience the fullness of the glory of God and the way He's worked in our lives, and we want to do that kind of life together. This is the way God rigged the system. And so we want you to experience all that God has for you through the river. One, we think the river is pretty special. It's pretty awesome. Can I get an amen on that? We think the river's pretty special. Can I get an amen on that? There we go. All right. Whether you believe it or not, at least you sounded like it. Thank you. And we want others to experience that with us because we want them to be able to walk in hope and joy and freedom and see the goodness of God in their lives as well. This is why we do so many of the things that we do. So we're going to be in Ephesians 4 this morning as we talk about the experience of church life, the body life of the bride of Jesus. This is how we do this for one another. Let me clarify something real quick. When we talk about mission, like we did last week, talk about mission or missions, that is the church going to the world to show them the love of Jesus Christ that they wouldn't find otherwise. Ministry is something very different. Ministry is us showing God's love to one another. It's how we serve one another. We do that, Hebrews 10, by not neglecting our meeting together, but we spur one another on to love and good deeds. We just make each other better. This is what God wants for you and me. And it's why we do the things we do. We want to help each other walk closer to Jesus and do that together as we go. So Ephesians 4. Let's start in verses 14 through 16. Ephesians 4, 14. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness in the techniques of deceit. What in the world does that mean? It means this. It means the enemy is a liar, and he wants you to believe anything and everything except for the only way to God is through the person of Jesus Christ. He wants you to believe that your life, while it's not perfect, Your life is good enough. You're doing good. You're living your life. You're okay. The reality is we're not okay. None of us. Without Jesus Christ stepping into our lives, setting us free from sin and death, and then us following Jesus to the ends of the earth, meaning we go all the way with Him, meaning we deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Him, it means we allow the suffering of God to open our eyes to our need 
for Jesus. It means that we don't give up when things go bad, just like MJ was sharing with us. It means we don't set our, our sails against the wind of good things happening in our lives. It's the ebb and flow of life. Good happens and bad happens. It's just the ebb and flow of life. By now, most of you in the room, you're just used to that. But right down through the middle of that, trending upwards, Philippians 3 is the upward call of God in Christ Jesus that is moving us from this place of desperation to a place of glory. And he's working in our lives to fix us, heal us, correct us, make us like Jesus through the good and through the bad. It's what God wants for you. Why? Because you are not a prisoner of this world. You are not a slave to your sin. You are not being held in shackles by the circumstances of your life. Ephesians 4 says, Therefore, as a prisoner of the Lord, my life belongs to you. 1 Corinthians 6. You've been bought with a price. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the living God? We've been set free by Him. Now my heart belongs to Him and He's moving me toward a likeness with Him. But you can't do that on your own. We need each other to do that. We have to step into one another's lives. You hear me say the phrase a lot. I want to crawl in the foxhole with people that I love. I'm going to stand back to back. I'm going to watch your six. I'm going to guard your heart with my prayer. I'm for you. I use these phrases a lot with people. Why? Because I need you and you need me. We do this together. Otherwise, we don't stand a chance in this world. Because the enemy is like a roaring lion, 1 Peter 5, seeking whom he will devour. And he will eat your lunch. Formidable. Why? Because he was kicked out of heaven and denied the glory of God as a son of God himself. He, was re- he totally refused and rejected God's perfect and eternal glory. He said, I want it for myself. And God kicked him out of heaven. And he said, I'm going to take every last one of you with me that I can. It's the way he works. He hates you. But we love you. I love you. Some of you I don't know very well and I love you. You don't know me very well, but you love me, right? Right? And we, you may not like me. There may be moments you don't like me, but we love each other. And so we do this life together. This is the way God rigged the system. That we would be fruit. That we would be vines. That we would belong to Jesus. He is the vine. We are the branches, but we're connected to the vine. Therefore, we are co-heirs with Jesus. This is what he wants for you. This is why we have to do this life together. Is that fair? And so throughout the New Testament, there's, there's some references to ministry. It's almost always a ministry of the word, meaning telling people about the life-giving, life-saving gospel of Jesus Christ. But this word that gets used in the Greek is a word called diakonos. 
If you've ever been a part of a church that has deacons, that's where that comes from. And deacons don't rule the church. Deacons serve the church. That's what they're called to do. And so we have a lot of deacons in the life of our church. A lot of people that volunteer and they serve in ministries. You are a deacon. If you need political correctness, you are a deaconess. We all get to serve the body of Christ together, but we need each other to do this. And so, verse 14, when he says there will no longer be little children tossed by the waves, it reminds me of, it reminds me of two passages of Scripture. The first is little children. And when Paul gave the instructions in 1 Corinthians 3, and he said, I gave you spiritual milk. It's time to move on from the milk. It's time to crave the spiritual meat of God's Word. This is what he means. It means you and I, we have heard the gospel message. That's the savory, easy part. Is understanding or embracing the love of Jesus and then we want that in our lives. Following Jesus isn't easy. That's not what I'm saying. But it's easier to digest because God loves us in spite of us. But Paul says, it's time to move on from spiritual milk. And now get into the weeds. Get dirty. Reach in. Crawl in the foxhole. Put your life on the line. Deny yourself, not just for me, but for others as well. You can love others without loving God. But you cannot love God without loving others. You with me? Therefore, when God calls us to be a part of a body life of a church, He says, do not just show up here and sing the songs and pray the prayers and enjoy and consume this for yourself but get in there and be a part. Why? So that everybody in your orbit gets to experience the fullness of God. This is the way God rigged the system. No longer children tossed by the waves and blown by every wind. James 5. James reminds us to ask God because He gives but don't doubt that God will do what He's promised for you. Because the man who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. It's a weakness that we all carry at times. When we doubt that God is present, that God is real, that He's at work, we doubt Him because we can't see Him. Or we doubt Him because we cannot hear Him. But the reality is, God has never, ever, ever stopped working. God has never, ever, ever abandoned you. He is right there with you. He made the promise Himself. I will never leave you or abandon you. I will never forget you. And so He sent the Holy Spirit to work in us, to dwell in us, and to be among us, and to shift our thinking from ourselves to heaven to God, to change the way we think, to be convicted of our sin, 
to be motivated to worship Jesus. It's all from the Holy Spirit. We can't do that ourselves. It's all from Him. So then, it's not you giving yourself away when you serve or when you're in ministry. It's you giving the Holy Spirit away to others. And He gets really satisfied by that. Right? Do not doubt. Do not be like little children blown by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness in the techniques of deceits. You know what it means? It means we have each other's backs. We have each other's backs. We do this life together. And so the way we do that here is through life groups. There's lots of great ministries. We're going to spotlight a couple of others this morning. But when we talk about life groups, this is not just another thing in your week that demands time and demands attention. You know what it means? It means when we're in this large room, you may talk to a few people on your way in or your way out, and you may, <coughs> excuse me, we may, you may sit next to somebody that you like or love or care about, but you can't really crawl in and have real community and find faithfulness and pray for one another. There's just not a great opportunity for that when we're here. And so we've created life groups to get us into somebody's home. We spend time together. We have some groups that meet here on campus during the week. And we crawl in and we do this life together. And we talk about the things of God. Some groups may talk about kind of the sermon, unpack that a little bit. Or maybe you watch a video and then we unpack that together. And you're doing some spiritual life and God's Word together. But also, you're breaking bread. You're praying for one another. And then maybe you're finding a way to care for others as a group of people. It's awesome. This is what God wants for you. Not to just come to church or do church, but do life with other people. It's where we find our community. We have life groups starting right now. They are kicking off this week. Everybody's kind of coming back, getting re-engaged. We have school started again, finding our rhythms. And we want to invite you, I want to encourage you to find a life group, like-minded people. If you want to start a life group, you got a couple people you want to start a life group with, reach out to me at the church. You can call here, email me, brent at theriverpanhandle.com. We want to help you find a group of people that encourage you to love God and love others more faithfully. Live groups are starting right now. You can find those on the Church Center app, our app, or you can go to our website, theriverpanhandle.com slash groups. Super easy. If you don't know, you need help finding, come see Tori or me or Ashley or Brandon. We will help you get lined up with a life group. It's a great way to do life so that we're not totally vulnerable to the culture. Now, together, we are doing this life where we find Jesus is our center. Jesus is our purpose. And now what's going in is God's Word so that what comes out when we're squeezed is God's Word. That's doing life together, right? Look at verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head. 
Christ. We, we need people speaking into our lives. Speaking truth in love. Calling on the name of Jesus. People praying for us. Did you know every Sunday morning, there's a group of people and they walk through here and they pray over every chair, every hallway, every classroom, every water fountain that don't work, I don't know, right? Every coffee percolate, they just walk and they pray that God would fill this place and use whatever means necessary to cover you. They also, they seek the Lord together looking for ways to be used by the Holy Spirit to speak life into people, to be a voice of hope for people, right? Ashley and Les Montgomery lead our encounter ministry and they recruit people and then pray. And it's so beautiful, awesome. Will you guys tell us what's happening in the encounter ministry right now? Well, there's a lot going on. So thank you for the opportunity. We are trying to uh, partner with... uh, what the church is going, what the church is doing, and how does that serve you, and how can you come into that and help us? Because prayers is one of the most important things we do. I mean, locking shields together, talking to MJ, talking about storms in life, and where do you go in the verse you just talked about with the storms. You know, prayer is the first place we go to, I think, in my life, and it takes some practice and it takes some discipline to set free God's promises in our lives. And so Ashley and I meet up here every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. I think Katia joins us. Debbie Jones joins us, some other folks joins us, and we pray over this stuff because it matters to us. It matters how you walk into the building and what you're going to encounter when you get into the building. If you're going to, you know, if it's going to be prayed over, if it's going to be prepared in his spirit, in his glory. And so it matters that much to us because if I'm going to live in this town, it's got to be the best town I live in. If it's going to be the best town I live in, it's got to be the best church I go to. This church has got to thrive and it's got to be one of those places you can walk into and have a joyous experience and know that people care for you. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the reason why we do that is bowing our before the Father and allowing Him to have His way here. And so it's very important that we start out our routine like that every Sunday morning. And we'd love to invite you in to do that. You don't have to be strapped into any doctorate or a master's degree. It's just a matter of, you know, coming before the Lord and saying, we dedicate this place to you. That's good. As you want to add to that, you have anything? No pressure. <laughs> It's really important to us that you know that you are prayed for individually. I think that when we talk about corporate prayer, we talk about it in a way that is all of us praying together like we did before, but we go beyond that. Your seed is prayed for especially for you every week. The people watching us online, you're prayed for every single week. We want you to know that, that you are important to us, important enough for us to pray for you one by one. That's good. It's the little things that we do or experience that sometimes people take for granted, right? I mean, we, we think, well, sure, we're a church, we pray. Well, sure, we're a church, we, we care about people. But people don't really explore, examine, like, what does that look like day in, day out. How is that really happening? And what difference does it make in people's lives? What difference are you seeing? 
Well, it, it's a big difference because Brandon's a great example. You know, I can always count on Brandon and say there's something going on in my life, and I know there's a guy fighting for me. I call Pastor Brent and get the same thing. I know there's somebody walking this out through me, and not that I have to spill everything that's going on, but it matters that I know that even in the nitty-gritty or even in the celebrations that I have somebody to share that with, and it's on a deeper level than a casual friendship because I know he means it. Mm-hmm. I know he goes before God on my behalf, mm-hmm. and I'd like any time you have a problem, know that we're probably praying for you, even even if you may not know it, because we gather up with a prayer board in here, and you're welcome to come see it, of all the different people we're praying for, both past and present, but also the fact that we're meeting together to declare your name before God Almighty, that you are special enough, that you matter enough, that we want to go in front of God and proclaim that this person needs to see the glory of the Lord come into their life. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing because I'm, a, I'm an example. When I was born, I almost didn't make it into the world. They were going to pronounce me dead in the ambulance on the way from Pampa to Amarillo. But my parents got on the phone and called up every relative and friend they could think of, and they prayed about my arrival. And that hour-long drive, and back then I guess the speed limit was 55, so it was probably about an hour and a half to get to Amarillo. But in that hour and a half... There was nothing wrong with me when I got to the hospital. You know, there's nothing. And Katia is a great example. Last uh, year when we were doing Tori's project, going out and helping the community, Katia lost an earring. And we're like, she was really wanting that earring because it was a family heirloom. And so our, our son, we all got together and we prayed about it. And sure enough, it was right where he said it was just because we all got, I mean, he cares about everything from your life to earrings. And that's just kind of what we embrace when we talk about praying is that God cares about you. He loves you. And he put a lot of people around you to make sure you know that. Hmm. Yeah, Jeremiah 29, that reminds me, verse 13. When you seek me, you will find me. When you seek me with all your heart. It's almost less about what we pray and that we pray. Yeah, absolutely. Right? How can people get involved with you guys? So we meet every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Um, we meet in the, the first office when you walk in the door. Um, you can also connect with us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, The River Encounter Ministries. Um, if you're interested in praying um, on Sunday mornings, you can meet with us there. Or even when uh, there's prayer teams at the front and the back, and we take care of those too. So if, if your heart is really to pray for people, um, get with me, last Pastor Brent, um, Pastor Ashley, and, and let's get you connected and plugged in. They're going to be, and their great team are going to be in the corners. We'll talk about that at the end. But they want to come, or they want you to come. Let them pray over you. Let them speak a word of life over you. Let them help you hear and see the Holy Spirit alive and active, even in your hard moments. They're, gonna, they're the ones in the corners. When we talk about that, you want to be a part of that, come see them. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. You did great. Appreciate you so much. So because of that, I like to say, or I I kind of envision that we not only have each other's backs, life groups, but we have each other's ear. We have each other's hearts. We have each other's best interests. We're looking out for one another. They love you. And they love that God has allowed them to do this. And so come be a part of our encounter. Prayer, prophetic, teaching, loving, caring ministry. 
Let's move on to verse 16. Verse 16 says, From him the whole body fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. We have each other's backs. We have each other's ear. And we also, we give time to each other. Our men's and women's ministry do an amazing job of connecting men and women together. And, and so they have some events, things they do, things they share and encourage and include people. Actually, tell us first of all, of all about yesterday, and then what do you guys do in the women's ministry? So yesterday we had a women's prayer breakfast and um, the lovely Ann Bedingfield hosted uh, all of us and we had 31 registered and before we knew it, we had 51 ladies crammed into that house and it was powerful. It was sweet. It was precious. Um, people that we haven't seen in a while and just people from all different walks of life and we sat around different tables. Obviously fellowship, that's one of the things we love to do. Chat, laugh, eat good food. But gossip. we gossip. No, we do not gossip. We do not gossip. Um, but we we ended um, with with around the table with each other. Um, there was a just a because of the sweetness in the room, there was a place of vulnerability, a safe place for people to share their requests. And then we took the time to actually not just write down those requests, but immediately pray over those people, lay hands on those people. And uh, it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm, I bet. That's nice. Brandon, you guys gather regularly every month, Saturdays, meetups, right? And then a retreat coming up, which we're all very excited about. Right, and everybody gets a Smedium T-shirt. Stop laughing! You laughed way too loud about that. Yes, they do make these in adult sizes. So, is my can I go now? Yes, All right. Please. So, ladies and gentlemen, the men's group here is probably one of the best I've ever seen in my life. They have so much authority, so much presence, and so much. Um, potential to be the temple of God. And what I mean by that, when Jesus died, he chose to live inside of us. So they walk out in the world and they're able to be Jesus out in their communities. But in order to do that, you need to lead your homes. And that's where some men get lost. They get up in that place and they don't know, well, how do I begin? Where's my purpose? Where's my presence? So um, purpose is something I hear so much out of men. So there's three words I felt like that we're going to work on this upcoming this year is unlock, or excuse me, uncover, unlock, and unleash. Those of you that have quested, you understand what I'm talking about there. And what we're going to begin to do is a process of saying, you know what, let's become who God designed us to be. And you were intentionally made from the time you were in your mama's womb to your, 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 every step you take now was intentionally made for kingdom purposes. It is meant to go beyond the church. Our church is here to support each other. The men's group together, when you have, when I need someone to pray with, I can grab Danny Watson. I can, I can grab sometimes Jared Martin, depending on his mood. I can, I can grab a lot of guys, Scott. I can grab Stephen. I can, and and I, can, I can sit there and I can pour my heart out to him and I can say, man, I've got a lion or I've never had to face a lion, but I've got some giants. <clears throat> and uh, wow, don't know where that came from. Sorry about that. So 
But then you have a man speaking to you. He goes, you know what? When David stood against giants, he didn't see giants. He saw the promises of God. And so that makes someone like me cling to a brother of mine and say, let's go. Let's do this together. And so we walk together, and we begin to lead each other, and we begin to lead with each other, and we begin to lean on each other. And a lot of you guys may not say, oh, I don't need that. That's your pride getting in the way, but that's, where, that's the process. I'm asking you guys, set some time aside. Spend some time with us in the men's group. Get to know these other men that are powerful because you're powerful too. You've got everything in you that we have. It just needs to be uncovered, unlocked, and unleashed into the world. That's good. How can okay. they get involved, Brandon? Okay. So in order to get involved, you guys show up. We're second Saturdays of every month. We have our, uh, our men's meetup. Uh, it is second Saturday of every month. We try to work that out. We will be having some programs come up. We got some plans in Paladero Canyon. We got some plans um, to go camping and do some guy things together. But second Saturday, just get with me. Um, I want to make a sp- no one more last attempt to get you guys to come to the Men of the Mountain. We do have a few spots left. There's not very many, but I really encourage you, those of you who are on the fence, take care of that today. But come and join us. Just get with me after the services and say, hey, uh, I just want to get involved. And we're going to do some different, we're going to make some differences. Not only in the church, like Ephesians 16 said, we're part of the body. When one of us, when all of us are well put together, we're put together really well as a church. But if some of us are sick or broken, we're not put together so well. So that's when the men's group can get together as a church and build and, and carry on with that. Okay? That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ashley, how can ladies get involved? So I have um, some awesome women who are on a, t- a planning team with me. I have to give a shout out to Tori Durst, Ashley Montgomery, Chloe Martin, and Tammy Wendell. And you, we get together um, as often as we possibly can and plan some events for you guys. You have been prayed for. Um, we think strategically about what to do. Um, the scripture that kept coming to mind um, from the beginning of this year was Romans 12, 15. Um, let's rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And we want to create a place. Often the church isn't super great about that, or we might be good at the rejoicing, but not so great with the mourning. And so it is our, our heart's desire to create a place of safety for every woman, no matter where you are in your walk in life or walk with God, that you have a safe place to come to and gather. And so yesterday we did um, a prayer meeting in somebody's home, and that was precious and beautiful. We also have um, a recharge retreat coming up, like I shared this morning, September 29th and 30th, and that's going to be right here Friday night and Saturday morning. We have a guest worship leader and a guest speaker coming to just challenge us and encourage us. There'll There'll be places for connection and friendship, Good food made by the lovely Chloe Martin. So it's going to be a really sweet weekend. And then we also have um, October 19th, a Thanksgiving night, where we're going to enjoy a great meal together. But we're also, that giving part, we're going to gather some items to bless um, some kind of nonprofit in the area here, whether that is a crisis pregnancy center or some kind. But we want the river to know, we want the community to know that the river blesses our community and that this is a place where we love to pour out, give out, we also have a Christmas brunch coming up December 2nd that we're excited about. You get to invite your friends to for um, just a fun fun time of fellowship. And then hopefully we've got a fall Bible study launching this, this That's time. That's good. Ago. Thank you all so much. You guys are awesome. So, so here's my heart for us as a church, ministering to each other, caring for one another. We want to always be authentic. And that's not complicated. Just be real with one another. Every one of us. 
right? But you, you can only go so far with authenticity with people, even, even in a small kind of setting. And so the next part of that is, from my heart, is that we would at least be vulnerable with a few, just a small group of people. Why? Because we're being real, but we're also letting down the wall and say, I need you to step into my life and pray for me and help me and encourage me. And I want to do the same for you. And we create some accountability together. Women's ministry provides those opportunities. Men's ministry provides those opportunities. Life group provides those opportunities. Encounter ministry, like really getting into the hard places with people. This is where this gets real for us. And we're not just a church. So in Acts 6, you know, there were so many people hearing about Jesus and the way and this movement. And then Jesus began to see this real need for his, his people, their needs to be met, not just to hear the message of God and the hope of the gospel. But Jesus, in Luke 6, he sends his disciples out two by two. And he says, I want you to just go and I want you to meet needs for people and tell them about who I am and what I'm doing for them. This is ministry for us. That we want to leave here and go into home and places where needs are being met and to care for one another and speak this life into one another. And then together we, as the river, we become this thing that is pleasing and savory and satisfying to the heart of God. And then He uses us in a powerful way then to open the door for mission, for then for us to go other places and tell other people what God is doing right here. But it starts here. And so we need each other. And so I want to encourage you, whether you're in White Deer or in Border or Amarillo or online or right here in Panhandle or Claude or Goodnight or wherever you are, live, wherever you do life. Let's do it together. Let's crawl into this together and be the love of Christ for one another. As we continue to worship and we kind of finish this morning, I just I want to tell you about something else that's about to happen that I'm really excited about. We're about to kind of wrap this service up and, and then there's a handful of people that are going to be in the fellowship room. We call it Jump in the River. Where we just walk through life at the church and our mission and our purpose and the elders and staff and we just kind of tell the story of the river. And we've already ordered food for that, so if you haven't registered, it's, it's, it's kind of late for that, but you can eat my food because I'm very sacrificial like that. You can come, but just know, we're going to do this again in October and then again in November, and I want to invite you to come and really find your place 
really find what makes the river tick. And let's do this together. Our best days are ahead of us. The best is yet to come. And it's going to be so good. And I cannot wait. It's going to keep getting better and better. But it's because of you. And it's because of Jesus. And so let's keep doing this together. Thank you so much for being a part of this this morning. If you need to hear hope, a word of hope, you need to be prayed over this morning. I want to invite you. There's four tables in the corners. Come, let us pray for you and love on you. Jesus, thank you. What a great privilege to be in your house this morning. God, I pray that we would leave here better, different than when we showed up. God, let us serve one another and ultimately serve You. Let Jesus be the tie that binds us and do good without doubting, without fear, trusting You to meet needs in people's lives. Help us do this life together. And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.